Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but we would love to meet you in person. All are welcome, and that includes you. So if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service at the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove in the historic synagogue across from the Art Museum. Can't make it in person? No problem. We are also live streaming on YouTube. Contact our administrator at tikvotdirector at gmail.com for the link during the week, or contact us on our website, tikvotisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of his word. What is Rabbi David doing down here? What do you think? Story time. Somebody said story time, right? This is Tater Tot Shabbat. So have all the little children come here, gather around to me. We got a few, and uh, let's start by praying. Avinu, we pray that your word would go forth and encourage your community, including these young ones. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, it's Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat. And you know what that means. Story time. I just said that, right? (laughs) That's right. It's Tater Tot Shabbat. So all the Tater Tots, you can still make your way down. And let's read a story. You want to read a story? Okay. This one is called Wake Up and rest. The story of AJ, the anxious Jew, by Rabbi David Wine. Hello, my name is AJ. That stands for anxious Jew. This is the story of how my name got changed to TJ. No, that doesn't stand for Thomas Jefferson, although I did take a selfie with him, future TJ and past TJ. I used to live in ancient Israel, the Bible times. One autumn morning, I was sleeping in my bed, and I awoke to the sound of the shofar, the ram's horn, sometimes translated as trumpet in the Bible you have now. It was louder than a rooster with a stub toe, I tell you. I I sat up and saw my grandfather, PJ. He is nicknamed that because he is a pious Jew. Takiyah, teruah, takiyah, teruah, shouted Grandpa PJ with more blasts on the shofar. Wake up and rest. Wake up and rest. Today is Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat. Wake up for Rosh Hashanah and rest for Shabbat. Wake up and rest? What does that even mean, I thought. It made me wish that Grandpa PJ had a snooze button so I could wake up and then rest, as he suggested. I looked him all over. He had many buttons, but none of them said snooze. Aw. Maybe that's not what Grandpa PJ meant when he said, wake up and rest. What do you think he meant? To rest, okay. But what about the wake up? Is that you wake up and then you hit the snooze and go back to sleep? (laughs) We don't know. Oh yeah, Andrew's like, yeah, I like that snooze button. All right, oh by the way, if you self-identify as a child, feel free to sit here. You know, it doesn't have to be just, you know, zero to 12. Okay, where was I? Maybe that's not what grandpa meant. If I could describe my feelings, I would say I felt anxious. Hey, maybe that's how I got my nickname. So then I realized that perhaps I was asleep to God's commandments. Perhaps I needed to wake up to the Torah. I mean, I had forgotten that it was even Rosh Hashanah, the day of blowing the shofar. So I went and sought out LJ. He is a Levite Jew. 
I was anxious that I was asleep to the commandments, but I knew that since he was an observant Jew, he would be able to help me. LJ was working on his van, which is used to transport the Ark of the Covenant. The Levites were in charge of things like that. LJ, I cried out, I think I am asleep to the Torah, and I know you are close to God. Tell me how I can do all the commandments like you do so I can wake up, for today is Rosh Hashanah, the day of the shofar. LJ thought for a moment and said, well, I do many of the commandments, but I'm not a Kohen, a priest, so some of the commandments don't apply to me. The priests have to wear special clothing and can only marry certain people and can't come near a dead body. Talk to a priest. Then, anxious as ever, I ran and found a priest named CJ, a Kohen Jew, and said, at last, I have found someone who is awake to the Torah and follows all the commandments possible. Today is the day to wake up to the Torah, I think. And CJ responded, well... Since I'm not a high priest, I can't go into the Holy of Holies once a year on Yom Kippur, which incidentally is 10 days from now. Can you believe it? So really, I can't be awake to all the Torah. At last, with a gleam in my eye and a skip in my step, I approach the person who must surely be awake to the entire Torah, the high priest. And don't worry that all of these guys look alike. They're definitely different people, okay? Because they have different clothing on. Surely all the commandments he is able to do, for he is PJ, the priestliest Jew. He said to me, Shalom, AJ. Alas, I am asleep to some of the commandments because I am not a woman. So I cannot go into the ritual bath once a month, as it is written in the Torah. Of course, I need to find a woman, I thought, heading out the door. I found a woman, Ladybird Jew, LBJ. And I asked her if she was awake to the Torah, if she did all the commandments. She said she couldn't be a priest, so those commandments didn't apply to her. I realized then that no one person, even among Israel, can keep all the commandments, and that not all the Torah laws apply to everyone, even among Israel. And I also realized that if someone from the nations wanted to follow the Torah, there would be parts of the Torah that did apply to them and parts that didn't. Then I realized the most realizing thing I had yet realized, that being awakened didn't mean awake to the Torah and doing all the commandments. So what was it? I decided I need to go back to Grandpa PJ to wake up to something else and to rest in something else too. In my anxiousness, I had all but forgotten about that resting part until just now. Grandpa PJ, I said, what does it mean to wake up and rest? Grandpa PJ smiled and asked, did we get the Torah before or after we were saved from slavery in Egypt? After, I replied. So, we are awakened to God's love. Then we trust in and rest in that love, and he rescues us from Egypt and slavery. Then, once we are redeemed people, out of all that trust and rest and security, we obey the Torah. We obey God because we are loved and rescued, not so that we will be loved and rescued. I guess that knowing we are loved and rescued enables us to rest and trust God so we can follow the Torah and rest in God's secure love. And then, if we're not so anxious, we can see what the heart of the Torah is telling us. Yes, following the commandments is important, and we should follow those laws that apply to us. But the center of the Torah is more than keeping kosher or some minute detail or wearing a tallit 
What is it? What's the center of the Torah, folks? To love the Lord our God with all our being and to love our neighbor as ourselves. You know, you don't sound so anxious anymore, AJ. I think your name should be TJ for trusting Jew. Thanks, Grandpa PJ. Say, mind if I try out that shofar? There's some folks I want to wake up to God's love and rest in God's love, just like I have. Sure thing, TJ. Happy Rosh Hashanah, the day of the shofar, and Shabbat Shalom. The end. See, there's AJ and TJ. Thank you, boys and girls, and those who identify as boys and girls, you can go back to your seats. Did you like that story? All right. So what do we learn from this story? In these anxious times, many of us are striving, trying to fulfill all the commandments so we can get closer to God. But this is backwards. We fulfill the commandments that apply to us because God has loved us. When we are awakened to God's love, we trust him and are motivated to love him in return. You know, most of life is not like this. If you want to do well on a test in school, what do you do? Well, you study and study. And the more you get right, what happens? The higher your score and the more you are esteemed and valued. But the Torah is not a test. It's not boxes that we check off. The commandments are marriage vows between God and his people. There is nothing you can do to earn God's love. He loves you just as you are. You know, my son doesn't follow my directions and love me so that I will love him. He doesn't follow my instructions so that I will draw near to him. I draw near him and love him and he trusts me. He sees that I protect him from harm and provide his needs. And therefore, in that secure relationship, he follows my instructions. Many of us are anxious because we're trying to fill out boxes to get a good score with God. But all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And even if we did all the commandments we could perfectly, there would still be some laws that we literally couldn't fulfill because we're not a priest or because we're not a woman. We may believe we need to follow all the commandments of the Torah to draw near to God, but that is the wrong order. We follow the Torah as it applies to us out of the assurance of God's love. It is a response. We love him out of obedience as his kids, because he first loved us. He loves us, and we are awakened to his love, and then we trust him. And that trusting the Lord, that allegiance, that resting in God's love is often called faith in the scriptures. So today, as in the story of AJ, it is both Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat. Rosh Hashanah is the day when we wake up to what? We wake up to God's love. And Shabbat is the day when we rest. We rest in what? We rest in God's love by trusting, by faith. As for the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, we ask ourselves, to what are we asleep? What are we missing? In what ways are we drifting along? 
unaware of our thoughts, feelings, and actions. The shofar on Rosh Hashanah is our wake-up call, and there is no option of a snooze button. I'm sorry, Andrew. Have we neglected the poor, the hurting? Have we paid attention to our spouse and our children? Have we spent regular quiet time, uninterrupted time, communing with God in prayer and worship? Have we been asleep to our own needs and desires, allowing our divided minds to guide our actions? Have we been overly sensitive or arrogant, being servants to our insecurities instead of servants of God? Have we neglected our limits, our boundaries, saying yes to things that God has not asked us to do, things that push us beyond the limits of our time and energy and resources? All of these things are important to be awakened to, but the main thing we need to awaken to is the love of God. Poetic language in Song of Songs describes the beloved asleep as the lover is knocking on the door to awaken her. This is from Song of Songs 5.2. I am asleep, but my heart is awake. Say that with me. I am asleep, but my heart is awake. Listen, I hear my darling knocking. Who is our darling? Who's knocking? The Lord. I am asleep, but my heart is awake. In other words, I am asleep, but I long to be awakened by my lover. The Lord longs to wake up Israel and all nations to his love. He stands at the door and knocks. And we, the beloved, what are we doing? We're sleeping. We're asleep to the shofar. We're asleep to the depth of his love. And therefore, we're asleep to helping the poor. And we're asleep to his commandments. But he longs to awaken us by his love. He's blowing the shofar this morning. In the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, they gathered all the people together on a particular day. Do you know what day it was? Rosh Hashanah. The first day of the seventh month, today. The day of the blowing of the shofar. And they read the entire Torah. The shofar awakened them to God's laws and ways and love. This is from Nehemiah chapter 8. Then all the people were brought as a single body into the plaza that was before the water gate. They said to Ezra the scribe, bring out the Torah scroll of Moses that Adonai had commanded Israel. Ezra the Kohen brought the Torah before the assembly, which included men and women and all who could understand what they heard. This happened on the first day of the seventh month. And all the people listened attentively to the scroll of the Torah. So what did they do? They listened to what? The Torah, the whole thing. You want to do that this morning? <laughs> we probably want to get to the picnic, right? But they, that's what they did. They heard the whole Torah. And when did they do it? Today, on Rosh Hashanah. Moses Maimonides, a famous Spanish rabbi and scholar from the medieval period, had this to say about Rosh Hashanah in his work, Mishneh Torah. Quote, even though the sounding of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is a biblical decree, it has a hint in it as if to say, arise from your slumber, you who are asleep. Wake up 
from your deep sleep, you who are fast asleep. Search your deeds and repent. Remember your creator. Those of you who forget the truth because of your passing vanities, indulging throughout the year in useless things that cannot profit you nor save you, look into your souls. Amend your ways and deeds. Let everyone give up his evil way and his bad purpose, unquote. Similarly, the apostle Paul puts it like this in Ephesians 5. For you used to be in darkness, but now, united with the Lord, you are light. Live like children of light, for the fruit of the light is in every kind of goodness, rightness, and truth. Try to determine what will please the Lord. Have nothing to do with the deeds produced by darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that people do in secret. But everything exposed to the light is revealed clearly for what it is, since anything revealed is a light. This is why it says, say it with me, get up, sleeper, arise from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. Let's say it again. Get up, sleeper, arise from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. Therefore, pay careful attention to how you conduct your life. Live wisely, not unwisely. Use your time well, for these are evil days. Don't be foolish, but try to understand what the will of the Lord is. Is it hard for us to wake up to the shofar alarm? Well, the good news is that today there is a raffle and one lucky person sitting in this sanctuary will get the shofar team to come to their house and sound the shofar at 5 a.m. every morning during the days of awe. Yeah! We're excited about this prize. What? You're pointing at me? My house? Virginia, see me after class. Well, if, that, if that's a great prize to you, then you're probably a morning person. How many morning people are there here? Ugh. I mean, welcome, sorry. <laughs> I assume it's about half of us, right? But why is it so hard for us to wake up? Well, maybe it's hard for us to wake up because we're not getting enough rest. And that brings us to the other holiday that is today, the holiday of rest, which is Shabbat. The convergence today of Shabbat and Rosh Hashanah means we wake up for Rosh Hashanah and we rest for Shabbat at the same time. Are we entering the rest, the calmness, the shalom of Shabbat? To what are we overly anxious, like, like AJ, right? Running here and there, conform to the uproar of the culture rather than conform to the peace of the kingdom of God. The resting on Shabbat shows trust, allegiance, secureness in the Lord. In other words, faith. The Lord is my strong tower. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. The storms of life are raging. Are we seeking shelter in God? Some of us are spiritually asleep, like the walking dead, and some of us are spiritually burnt out and anxious. The shofar wake-up call should cause us to pause, to realize that we may be focused on things that are not important and ignoring the important in favor of what seems urgent. And Shabbat should cause us to pause and examine our limits 
and rest. We do not have infinite time on this earth. We do not have infinite resources. The Lord does, but we do not. Are we trying to do too much? Are we asleep to our own limits, running around frantic and busy and anxious? Rosh Hashanah reminds us to wake up, sober up, take stock of our lives, and make some necessary adjustments for the coming year. And Shabbat reminds us to trust God, to make time for the Lord, to carve out quality time with our family and fun times with our friends, to make sure to enjoy the people that God has given us. And if we have not been restful and prioritizing time with our loved ones and time with the Lord, perhaps we need to say no to some activities and set boundaries. Because every yes to something is really a no to something else. Everything we put on our schedule as a yes means we're saying no to doing something else at the same time. Does the Lord want me to use this time to scroll through Facebook or to play with my son face to face? It's the same time, I only get that time. (laughs) As Paul reminds us, and as we read just now, Use your time well, for the days are evil. In other words, the days are chaotic, and the kingdom of heaven has not fully broken into our days and into this space. And we don't know how many days we have. So don't be foolish, but try to understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, when Yeshua the Messiah returns to the earth, as we talked about earlier, there will be a shofar sound. That will be the alarm that wakes the dead and the spiritually dead. That's right. Yeshua is coming back to the earth. We may not think about the return of Yeshua often, perhaps because, I don't know, we're doing dishes or going to work or going to school, taking care of our children, taking care of our cats, just trying to live one day at a time maybe. But today, today we should allow the shofar blast to remind us of Messiah's return to earth. 1 Thessalonians 4, the new covenant reading for Rosh Hashanah that we read a few minutes ago, reminds us like this. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a rousing cry, with a call from one of the ruling angels, and with God's shofar, sometimes translated trumpet, but we know it's a ram's horn, right? Yeah. Those who died united with the Messiah will be the first to rise, and those who are left still alive will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we will always be with the Lord, so encourage each other with these words. This passage mentions the return of Yeshua and the sounding of the trumpet, the shofar. When Yeshua comes back to rule and reign on the earth to finalize his kingship, there will be a shofar sound. When the dead are raised, there will be a shofar sound. The dead and the spiritually dead will awake from their sleep on that great day of the Lord. In his New Testament commentary, Dr. David Stern of Blessed Memory notes this about the shofar. 
What the King James Version calls the trumpet of God is not a winning bridge play or a metal musical instrument, but a ram's horn, such as it is blown at Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, also known as the Feast of Shofars. In the Tanakh, the shofar was blown to introduce solemnity, to accompany celebration, to announce a memorable event, and or to gather people together for war or other action. The end times events will be announced by a shofar blast, and this is part of a Jewish tradition which originates in the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, and is probably built on the shofar blasts which accompanied the giving of the Torah. When we got the Torah on Mount Sinai, there were shofar blasts. This tradition finds expression, for example, in the Amidah, recited in every weekday synagogue service. Its 10th blessing reads, sound the great shofar for our freedom and raise the banner, or raise the miracle, to gather our exiles, to gather us into one from the four corners of the earth. Blessed are you, Adonai, who gathers the dispersed of his people, Israel. Unquote. Grandpa PJ has reminded us that on this day of the shofar blast and this day of Shabbat, wake up to God's love and rest in God's love. We love him because he first loved us. We rest secure in his love, and therefore, we follow the Torah. Loving God and loving our neighbor is brought to fullness by trusting in Yeshua. Yeshua the Messiah will wake us up to God's love with the shofar blast at his return to rule and reign on the earth forever. The Lord is also sounding the shofar today. In what ways are we asleep? How are we resting in Messiah Yeshua, trusting in him? Can we hear his voice of love? And how will we respond? Shana Tova and Shabbat Shalom. Let's pray. Avinu, uh, Father, thank you for your, your love for us, your love that awakens us, your love that we can rest in. And we pray that we would enter this year different, that you would transform us by the renewing of our minds, that we would encounter you, and that we would be awake to your love, and therefore awake to your Torah, awake to your commandments, to love you with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourself. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you are restoring our hearts back to you through Yeshua. And in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.